Okay. Uh, hello, universe. Uh, my resignation, or should I say my defeatism in tone, uh, comes from the fact that not only did I have to quarrel through three uh, post-recording moments of redefinition, but now I'm throwing one on the front. Because having not even re-listened to anything I've recorded in the last hour, but wondering what I've recorded in the last hour um, in a way that makes me think I have to tell you before you listen to anything coming next, that more than anything in this world, I want to see people performing at their peak best level. And that in itself feels a little bit selfish because I do want to see it. Not only that, I really kind of want to participate in it. In other words, I want the world to be a place where everybody is humming at their highest vibration and then interacting with whomever there is to interact with at that level who's also humming at their highest vibration. To me, if I was all alone on planet Earth, just doing my thing, well, yeah, I'd be pretty full of myself. I think I was pretty awesome. I think I had gotten it all right. I think I had done everything the best way possible. But if somebody else happened to be on Earth with me, and they were humming along at a vibration slightly higher than the one that I had already thought was so fucking great, well, by just being around their vibration, I think to myself, oh, wait, look, things could be even better. And that, to me, is the beginning of what makes us great collectively. Because all alone, we are what we are. We have no frame of reference on which to see how great things could be. But you add another one into the mix, and another one into the mix. And pretty soon, the only real thought I have is, well, what is our limit? Or is there one? Because together, what can we do? Except continually outpace that which we thought was possible. So, that is probably more grandiose than what you're going to listen to. But that's really what I was going with. Hello, universe. Uh, it's Monday. The date would be then the 9th of October. And uh, there is so much chaos in the streets outside right now between the garbage trucks and the jackhammer. And I don't even know what else is going on that uh, I am apologizing right now for the ambient noise that I'm sure is being recorded. I'm trying to uh, place the microphone in a directional capacity to minimize that, but I'm sure in reflection upon listening to this when I review it, it'll be the worst possible place I could have put the microphone. Because <clears throat> that's just my luck. But uh, creating a reality of poor audio recording results, is that really luck? Or is that just my inattention to better understanding the acoustical environment in which I try to present this to a listenable degree? Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like something I don't really need to consider, think about, or solve. Even if it is a dilemma, I've only created it in my own mind, so we can let that one go. But I'm not really able to let go of the <laughs> the number of times I have walked out of my parents' house in the middle of a fucking meal is embarrassing. It might be my most embarrassing mark. And I did it again last night. <laughs>
I mean, at 54, you shouldn't be this combustible. One shouldn't be. And when I speak of you and one, I speak of myself. <clears throat> but there's an entrenchment of mis-acquired uh, commitment that if you close your mind, becomes so unattractive and vibrationally discordant, I can't be around it. I just can't. It will consume me, and I will lose it. I'm sorry, but if you're going to be in a position of anger, hate, and, and just mean-spiritedness to the universe, I'm going to be affected by that. I can't not be. And just as reflexively, if you're going to be uplifting, gregarious, and, uh, and positive in your thinking and actions toward the universe, well, I can't help but pick up on that either. So, of course, that's why I live alone. Because <laughs> I'd rather not pick up on any of it. I'd rather just be who I am. Even if that means enduring the constant drone of the far-off, but not far-off enough, jackhammer. I'll take that monotony over the disgust my parents were showing for my legitimate concern that they have opinions of people they've never even seen or interacted with traditionally or vicariously on a phone. And my specific example comes down to this. And I'll admit, I have all of these traits that I'm washing clean of myself. So I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. My parents are who they are. They're also in their 80s, so convicted to a certain set of ideals. Of course they are. But what I asked of them last night is, can you consider, instead of trusting the agencies and thus the population within them, can you look at everyone on an individual case-by-case -case basis and make an opinion about them specifically? And unfortunately, I brought up Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Tucker Carlson as my points of emphasis. But having been a blue-blooded Democrat for most of my life, up until probably a decade ago, uh, and by this I mean just salute, hello, of course I'm a Democrat. Not really thinking about where my political alignment was both for and against stances upheld and mostly propagated in the Democratic vertical. Um, but more just lining up with an ideology to keep things simple. And I knew this a decade ago when I started to have more um, doubts about who to trust. And <clears throat> when that crept into my life the decade before that to finally eat away at my sense of what real uh, beliefs in this 8675309 Earth reality amount to, um, 
Well, that's when I was open to challenging everything. But my parents are nowhere near this level of inspection or uh, curiosity about what may have been uh, of a misleading nature in their past acquisition of belief structure now. So they don't have even an inkling to question the integrity of a man like Joe Biden. He's our president. He came up through the party that, though maybe not as honorable as they were in the 70s, is the one that's more honorable than the fucking Republicans or whatever bias they bring into the situation. But to, to unwind any of that is so far away. Um, I start with simple things like, well, we can all agree that what Hunter Biden is doing is sloppy, right? He, he, uh, he's, he's making himself targeted by investigations that don't even want to look his way. That's problematic. Um, and, and I said, do we agree? You know, and so, and then, once we have this baseline established, I said, so then do you think it's a problem with the barista connections or Burisma, whatever that company is in the Ukraine, um, and the cash delivery, or not cash, but the checks that have been mailed to the Biden residents? Why isn't Joe smart enough to separate himself from his sketchy son? He's the president of the fucking United States. Well, you know, and then up pops the narrative. <clears throat> Everything that the mainstream media says to get you to think away from an issue that should be so plainly simple and obvious as to be the first question that is addressed in today's press briefing at the White House. But we don't talk about Hunter. That's family issues, so get away. All right, fine, 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 fine. So then, can we all admit as a team, me and my parents, that we were at least wrong about Tucker Carlson. What? And I'm saying that his ability to admit he had his position on the Iraq war wrong, to me, at least shows some integrity in a position of journalistic sway that, since nobody else is really showing it, must be next to impossible to have that much integrity. So yay, Tucker Carlson. I don't give a shit what else he's doing, reporting or even uh, uh, creating in his own pursuit of journalistic solo uh, platforming. I mean, I, it's not that I don't care. I do care. What makes me lean toward him as somebody who I misappropriated is exactly why my parents won't look at Joe Biden as anything other than with a presidential salute. And, <clears throat> okay, so we've all been misled. That's not an, uh, a time to dig in and say, uh-uh, some of us are doing just fine with this chaotic reality. It's not on us to have gotten us here, so we're not concerned with fixing it. Uh, that's when I had to walk out of the house. 
and Maybe, maybe at 77, everyone gets to just quit. But to admit you've recognized the deterioration, you acknowledge solutions are now needed, that uh, lack of intervention or uh, course correction will only lead to circumstances worsening. But to actually move forward to try to acquire enough wherewithal to help correct what is identified as a compiling miserably more worse today, can't use grammar yesterday than I used before yesterday's tomorrow's future. It's all turning into a clusterfuck. And you're just going to watch it happen. Or hope you die before it gets to the point that you have to get involved the situation will force itself upon you. Okay, so I'll give my parents enough latitude that that's how they can go out. In a steaming pile of resignation. But to say that you have any idea who Tucker Carlson is without ever having seen a minute of his either on-screen work at Fox or his current work after leaving, without having even gone to see what his reason for leaving the network was, without having any sense of anything except what Rachel Maddow has told you about him for a decade while he was on Fox, you now have convinced yourself you know everything you need to know about Tucker Carlson to make an opinion of him that is convicted in misinformation. And, of course, in your 80s, you're going to have some convictions that are rooted in misinformation. In a society organized to dupe you, what are you going to come out completely unscathed? No. So, again, I want to give them the latitude here. But at this point, if you don't realize you've Immerse yourself in an echo chamber and you're doing it not involuntarily, but voluntarily. Well, I do lose a little respect for you. And I hate that in my phase two of reality life here, one of the things that's really hammered home is a drop in overall esteem toward my parents. Some of the ways that they refuse to better themselves is frustrating. I mean, day-wrecking. And I don't want to explode these opinions at them. So instead, I passive-aggressively throw them online in a, can you find this and realize what a letdown the last five years have been? Capacity? I don't know. That seems not so good either. But I also have to come correct on another thing I did. God damn, man. What am I up to here? Um, So my MUM friend, um, I've now sent three texts. Well, today will be four. This was what I sent this morning. And I do kind of feel bad about it, but 
I said, I showed, I showed him some weed I had recently bought. Cause I, this guy and I at least share a love of marijuana at a level that it tranquilizes our life common or between us in a very common way. We have a lot of overlap in weed. And so even if he wants to be a complete fuckstick as a human being, we have a lot of overlap in weed. So I'm not saying that this is one of those enabling situations. I always challenge people to be better, but I would accept all his fuckstickery just because of the relationship I feel like we share with weed. Now, <clears throat> with that in mind, I wrote, Now, what the fuck is taking you so long to unwind and recalibrate? You're not even 25 for fuck's sake. Quit being so monumental and get over yourself. You're acting like a drama queen. Getting high will, of course, solve this, even if only temporarily. So, time to take off your skirt and grab the fuck... Sorry, it truncated there, so I have to open it up. The fucking rig for a long overdue poll. Capiche? Okay, so why do I feel bad about this? Number one, I don't like to be confrontational... And so, having been forced to uh, throw a few uh, gentle jabs isn't my style. So, I'm uncomfortable just doing this as a point of emphasis to try to wake him up anyway. But then, I also used uh, take off your skirt. <sighs> I didn't even really realize I'd done it until I reread the message. I'm like, oh, why did I go all fucking... Uh, yeah. Whenever I use... Uh, Phrases like take off your skirt or man up or quit being a pussy. Um, they are reflexive languages from 54 years of misogynistic cultural appropriation. Uh, I don't like that I do it. I don't even like that, uh, that those are uh, phrases that a lot of people use with regularity without even considering the overtone. But... Teachable moments are what they are, and when you make mistakes in life, you have to admit to them. There's no reason to be confrontational except when someone has literally vanished and will no longer uh, even respond to gentle offers of consolation? Cons what, what is it when you console someone? I don't know. Uh, anyhow, and again, here I am having a big old ego thinking like somebody would actually want to talk or have time spent with me, even if it's just in a social capacity, talking about weather and whether or not the color yellow or the color purple are superior colors. But I don't ask people to um, to give more of themselves than they can, but I also don't like to let people become less of themselves than they are. So when you're trying to walk a line between not being disruptive, but also being encouraging enough to tell your friends when they're being off. Well, that's the role I hate the most. Because, again, it reflexively gives you all these assumptions about your own value and your own self-importance. So, shying away from conflict has always been more a matter of hmm, self-deprecation, I guess. But, anymore... If you're going to act like a douchebag and you're going to let me see you do that, then I'm going to ask you, why did you act like a douchebag? I think that's fair. <clears throat> all right. I got on to talk about something completely different than all of this. So maybe I should go.
<clears throat> grab some marijuana and get back to this in a minute. I'll be right back. Okay, so 17 and a half minutes of self-flagellation. Well, that's too strong. 17 and a half minutes of explaining why the universe and I are disconnecting and that it's kind of not my fault, universe. You're making things hard and I don't like it that way. Um, so I guess whininess, I don't know. I, I never feel like I'm, I'm given a scenario that I can't manage effectively. I never feel overwhelmed or, or um, um, uh, like an underdog in a situation. I'm, I'm as equipped as I could want to be to handle everything that's ever thrown at me. And yet sometimes I just act like a little bitch or just, oh, I get, I get verklempt, to use a word that I don't really understand or make. Uh, use of in any other context except to explain twisted up or something, just vibrationally discordant. And <clears throat> as much as I'm starting to understand the rhythms of sound harmony and the numerical um, simplicity that exists among the 13 tonalities that I think are in the, in the major scales as we experience them. It's, all that shit's built into the Great Pyramid layout on Giza, no less. It's fascinating to me how much sound resonates in my chase of figuring stuff out. Meaning, I've always been mesmerized by sound properties, the tonal resonance of, of matter in motion. I sometimes wonder if the entire universe wasn't created just to enable variety of sound. And even as I say that, I'm, I'm getting a truth tingle. But I, I haven't been able to, to track down what that means. And <clears throat> while I know that things like the didgeridoo and, and drum progressions and, and, and uh, a, a, a wave cooperation toward greater harmony and, and impact, in other words, you can take sound and use it to overlap and, and, and aggrandize. I don't know, how do you say make bigger? You can embiggen? the effect that overlapping frequencies have and all that that is happening inside of resonance chambers like cathedrals or the great pyramid or uh, it just to me is where the biggest mystery should be getting the most investigation and i don't i know they're lying to us about cathedrals <clears throat> i'm not even sure what what um what at this point is true but the mysteries that can unlock themselves if we were to broaden our idea of what we are to perceive, what we're here to perceive in this reality as it's organized. I, and, and this is all, like, I would have expected topics that now consume me, that are driven from, from a place deep inside my brain, or whatever feels like the the mystical quality of your mind 
when they get triggered, they're so seductive. They're so attractive. It's hard to, to think I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be dedicating my life to, to unlocking the mystery that is sound in this reality. And yet at 54, I know nothing about what I'm talking about. This is all something I never thought of until four or five years ago. And now I'm consumed with these ideas. But letting go of that which I have no uh, ability to influence, well, I feel like I'm being tested on that frontier in at least two, if not three different palpable ways. Actually, four. <sighs> Sometimes life feels like... a a big game of are you able to overcome this and if you do then are you able to overcome this and if you do are you there's just this this exponential growth curve of your own potential and as you unlock level one now you see levels two through seven even exist you didn't know that until you got to a certain plateau that allowed you to believe that there was more well, that's what it feels like all this shit is doing to me. It's just welling from within and saying, untap us. Don't be afraid to see where this goes. <sighs> so now that I've uh, both told myself that I've made uh, an ass of myself recently and that I'm probably God, well, can I land somewhere in the middle and talk about what it's like to be influenced so heavily? by things that you really believe in your head to be true, but you have no real factual basis for which you believe that. And I'm not talking now about God and all the other crap. I'm talking about things like Joe Biden's a good man. It's hard to live in this reality and believe that that statement doesn't have some vulnerability. But you, you get my mother on a lie detector and ask her if she thinks Joe Biden is uh, a, a true role model in every capacity for people in America, she would say yes, and she'd believe it, and she'd think it was true. And she would argue with anyone who would want to say, well, but don't you think Tucker Carlson's a better person? She would flat out lose her shit. And she has no reason to think either thing except what she's been told to think over and over again as a patriotic and upstanding citizen committed to a world that no longer exists. And oh, that is not someone you walk out of on. You help them understand that there's a much happier world to live in if they would let go of the hate they don't even have, but they are consumed with because they've been told to be. Ugh. It's a tough spot to be in, right? Like, how do you help someone out of a mindset, a frame of reference that is so well inoculated that it will 
disintegrate 360 degrees of belief? Or do you just allow it to fade away in its current incarnation with no resistance whatsoever? Do you become the ultimate enabler of your parents' misconceptions? Or do you demand of them better that they break through and see some of what they're not able to see? I, I don't think it's my position to burst their bubbles. And <clears throat> little breadcrumbs that it, you try to drop are pretty much useless. Nobody is looking. They're certainly not going to use a breadcrumb to dissolve an entire paradigm of reality. So what's the point? So you just accept these people, you love them, you say, okay, this is, this is not my burden, it's not even theirs. This is just the outcome of a society willing to dupe its citizens on every fucking level. You end up with mean and upset, angry old people who don't know why the world has become what it is, but they're too anachronistic to give a fuck, so they just try to avoid thinking about it. That's who I'm going to become. I'm not looking forward to it. There's got to be a better world out there. <clears throat> There's got to be a way to organize that which is the best of, among us. Have that frothing our cup of life rather than scraping the bottom of our mug looking for the evil contaminants that were in our beverage the whole time. Blech. Anybody else enjoying this metaphor? Nope, not even the cat. And the cat, well, actually she doesn't enjoy anything, right? Okay, kitty, that was way too mean. And I ended another one with right, which I don't want to do. So this tacking on more conversation than I had prepared is because I never prepare anything. I don't think I've spoken recently about how little of this is organized. I get a little high. I think of something that's interesting. I forget what I was going to think about while I'm trying to find my phone. I then hit record and I'm like, wait, what was I getting on to talk about? And then I just start speaking. <clears throat> it's about 80% of how this gets produced. And <clears throat> I'm not trying to waste your time. If you're listening to this, you're wasting your own time, number one. But I'm mostly trying to connect. I am very much alone in the universe right now. I, I don't feel lonely, but I know that the few commons that I'm supposed to engage with, while I've discovered a few of them, I'm not engaged with them. So, alone I sit, sending a simple signal of commonality to the one other voice in the universe that needs to hear it. And I'm not even sure who this is. I have no idea. I just know that this is how it's supposed to all lay out. So I'm playing my part in discovering the connection that is missing from my next phase of reality. And that connection somehow is discovered via this process. So here I sit with my cat, making jokes, trying to make sense of a world that I think all of us are feeling slightly out of place within, or 
more than slightly out of place within. However disconnected you've become from the universe, I get it. I'm with you. And so in some sort of um, persistent attempt at connection, well, here I am, as exposed as I can be, as truthful as I can possibly present myself, in a way to remind everybody, we all have things we could be a little better at, and we all have things we've done that we'd regret in some way. If we could do them again, we'd do them slightly differently. But none of that takes away from the greatness that all of us are. We are simply denying ourselves through, I think, a variety of influential messages, the true greatness of our manifestation on earth. So as I work that out and make a connection with anybody that understands that in as opaque a way as I do, well, I guess that's why I'm here. Uh, okay, tacking on to the tacking on. This is becoming problematic, I agree. So first off, let's apologize for even calling this meeting. I'm uh, I'm embarrassed that I'm keeping you over time just to tell you that that's not why I'm here. I mean, why I'm here is the same reason you're here. To experience life that makes my soul a more enriched entity in the universe at large. I want to grow and become a better person through my life on planet Earth 8675309. In so doing, things like being uh, forthright with my kind understanding and forgiving baseline nature seems mm, at this point in my life seems like a driving force that I have to share. <clears throat> now, I don't know why. This does, this whole recording shit feels self-important in a way that is somewhat embarrassing. But for the first time in my life, I'm driven to do something, and this is it. Why? I don't know. I'm just faithful enough to think it has purpose, and thus keep providing some level of confession in an attempt to reach somebody else making sense of their own life of insanity in a world gone even crazier. So, if any of this is resonating with you, then <laughs> maybe we shouldn't connect. You know what I'm saying? You ever forced into something that you know is completely ridiculous, but you know you have to do it? In other words, you've created a circumstance that your engagement is the ridiculous component in play, and without becoming one stage further ridiculous, you can't actually fully come correct? Well, I might be in that situation. Because it took until the final, uh, did I get this all in the right order? Review, listen to myself, of myself, through myself, because of myself. Because through of myself, I heard Drama Queen in my text to my mixed up male friend. After complaining that I had used the phrase, take off your skirt, I didn't notice the other misogyny implication in my text. And I am being forthright here in saying, no, Drama Queen slipped past me three times. No, it slipped past me twice. I caught it the third time. 
And so why is this? It immediately triggers the idea of, well, am I currently in a woman-hating phase? That's what it looks like. Hey, pause. In a society that is built... Oh, unpause. In a society that is built to diminish women. Well, maybe not anymore. Maybe not anymore. There's been a lot of cultural change here in my lifetime. But the impressionable part of my life had a misogynistic overtone that makes me constantly review places where I am implicitly sexist without understanding that that's what's occurring, like using the phrase drama queen. Now, why did that escape me three times? I think there's two parts to it. Number one, uh, I am currently in a disappointed in my mother phase. The whole thing from last night, my father made the comment that made me get out of the house. And he's certainly the angrier of the two, but I'm more let down on my mom's uh, resignation to a fate that if she were to lend some of her energy and gifts to the situation, could literally use it. My dad, I don't know so, so much. So, yeah, I probably am in a little bit of a woman-hating phase because I think my mom could do better and she's just refusing to even try. All right, I'll own that. So, getting uh, a little uh, misogynistic in my text overtones today, again, I'm susceptible to poor messaging. So, let's be better. Let's let's use a little more think before we text, think before we speak, attention toward how I'm being perceived, especially if I'm trying to be humorous. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is I kind of like the phrase drama queen. For one, it obviously applies. So if you can't own it, uh, then maybe that is, I, I, I got to say, I, I use that phrase. I like it because I believe I am one. So in some way, I think I overlooked that a couple of times because if you're going to call anybody a drama queen, you better have some idea of what you're talking about. Well, in this case, I actually have some idea what I'm talking about.